what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to part two of our two-part series on how to write anything. Yes, in the last episode, we got to talk about the rhetorical situation and how understanding the first elements of that, who you are as a writer and the audience are really going to support you in writing anything. And I mean it, really anything. In part two today, we're going to focus on some cool things that I call purpose, topic, context, and culture. I'm so excited that you're here and we're going to get started right away. Let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of The Written Compass and specifically part two of our two-part series on how to confidently write anything. Yes, we have been engaging in the idea of we can write anything. And I have offered last episode, go back and check it out if you missed it, part one, where I described what is called the rhetorical situation. And I started to break down the rhetorical situation, hence the two parts, into um, understandable elements and things to consider to really help you comfortably, confidently have a process for writing anything you can imagine from a text message to a social media post to your book, which is what I love to support our clients in. So welcome back again. I want you to go back to part one. I'm going to do a little bit of a recap, but definitely go back so you get the deep dive information. And we're going to move into part two today, where we're going to talk about purpose, topic, context, and culture. So just a little recap Really, in order to feel comfortable and confident in writing anything, it's important to understand this concept called the rhetorical situation. So I talked about this in part one, but just to give a quick overview again, we're using a definition from the Purdue Online Writing Lab, which is just a resource designed for college students, but really I think it's applicable to anyone who uh, wants to understand writing on different levels. They have lots of wonderful resources. Go check them out. And the rhetorical situation is a term that refers to any set of circumstances that involves at least one person using some sort of communication to modify the perspective of at least one other person. And the rhetorical situation is broken down into these roughly five elements. And in part one, we talked about the writer, who you are as the communicator, the creator, the writer, and your audience. Right. And so, again, go back to part one so you can get an understanding of that and how understanding who you are as a person is obviously going to influence your writing and support you in writing anything. And then having an understanding of your audience is also going to support you no matter what it is that you're writing. So today we're going to shift into talking about purpose, topic, and I'm kind of blending together context and culture. So what do we mean? I'm actually going to start with um I'm actually deciding right now. I'm going to start with purpose. So the purpose in your writing simply means what I call it kind of the, so what, what do you want the audience to know, feel, experience, understand, um, do when they are done with your communication. So with my clients and writing their books, I'm like, if there is one thing that they could walk away after reading this book, knowing, understanding, experiencing, feeling, what would that be? And we call that kind of the so what. And I will annoyingly ask my clients over and over, yeah, so what about that? Who cares? (laughs) Because I'm trying to support them in getting that purpose. Because here's the thing. 
once you have identified your purpose, whatever it is that you're trying to write about, whatever it is you're trying to write, it really, really gives you an anchor or an umbrella, a focus to move forward. And it's something that it really tethers you. When you get that purpose, it can tether you and you can always come back and go, okay, let me remember my purpose. Let me remember my influence as a writer, my audience. And it'll really allow you to make decisions about content, like what you share, how you share it, the words you choose to use, the images you choose to include, the links, all of that kind of stuff can be dictated and decided upon based on something like your purpose. So what might be some potential purposes? One purpose might be to simply entertain. This might just be something that is fun and enjoyable and you want people to feel like they're experiencing you for whatever reason. I feel like social media falls into this nice and easily or email writing. There can be a lot of entertainment in that, right? Especially in social media um, and websites and things like that, where we can provide a lot of different genres, a lot of different modalities like videos and images and sound and um, as well as words right? Black words on a white page. The other thing that your writing might do, another purpose might be to inform. It might be to educate. It might be to really help people gain an understanding. And I will say in some long form content, like a book, you can have different parts of your book to have different purposes, but I still think it's powerful and important in order to be comfortable writing anything, whatever it is that you're trying to write to have a clear overall, so what? Okay. So there might be some sub purposes, but you still, it feels good to have an overall purpose and intention. So a lot of my clients uh, use their books and their writing to inform and to educate about, you know, their particular strategy for approaching life or business or coaching or whatever it may be. You also might be using your writing to shock or to persuade, or to cause someone to do something, to help them take action on a particular thing. So this is not a finite list of what your purpose might be, but understanding the purpose when you're going to write anything is going to greatly allow you to hone in and get a focus. And here's the thing with, again, long form content that takes you know more than 30 minutes to write, which a book certainly does, is that this purpose can shift and being open and receptive to it, uh, to that shift is really powerful as well. So sometimes we can go in, I had one client who went in and she just really wanted her book to be information based and really educating people on certain techniques to relieve stress and pain in the body. But as she started writing it, it really became this kind of almost just like a glorified list of just tips and tricks and advice. And that didn't feel good to her. So she pulled back a little bit and she realized that there was a little bit more going on. And so she really was shifting into persuading people to really have a shift in their understanding and their relationship to the stress and pain that was showing up in their life. Can you hear the difference between that and informing? And so this really shifted how she, how she was approaching the writing. Um, And so that was just one example of how the purpose can shift as you begin writing your book. And that is totally okay. This doesn't have to be nailed down completely and it doesn't have to stick, if that makes sense. The other element that's really important in the rhetorical situation to be able to write anything is your topic, right? So what is it that you're writing? And let me just pause and go back that also with the purpose 
It can also dictate which genre, which category or type of writing you want to use. So sometimes I'll be sitting here going, man, I really want to communicate this idea to my audience. This is showing up for me. I call them my little intuitive hits that I get, right? And then I pause and I go, okay, what is the best way? How does this want to get communicated? And that's really me choosing the genre right? I've got, I've identified myself as a writer. I've got my kind of audience in mind of who I typically speak to with my content. And then I am choosing how I want to communicate it. So what's going to be the best form. And for me, a lot of times, if it's a quick thing and I want to share it quickly, it will often come out in the form of social media. If I'm slowing it down a little bit, it might become the next email. If I'm slowing it down a little bit more or wanting to repurpose, it might be social media posts, email, and podcast episode, or vice versa. It might go from podcast podcast episode to email to social media posts, right? And then all of those things often become content in my next book. So again, the, um, the genre can shift. You can communicate a similar message with a similar purpose across different genres, which is really cool. But the topic is, what are you going to write about? What is going to be the focus? And it really needs to connect to the rhetorical situation that you are in. So who you are as a human, as the writer, who your ideal audience is, the purpose, all of that's going to come together and support the topic, the focus that you want to um, hone in on. And depending on the length of your whatever it is that you're writing, right? The topic of a book is going to be very different than the topic of an email, right? There's not, there's only so much we can contain in the genre of an email versus in a book where we've got lots of space and maybe we have one big broad topic and then lots of subtopics underneath. So the topic is the content, the subject, the focus, right? The thing that you're actually going to be writing about. And you can see how those other elements of the rhetorical situation can dictate the topic. Where a lot of people get tripped up is they think they need to nail down the topic first and foremost. What am I going to write about? Before they really explore themselves as a writer, who they want to write to, the purpose or intention behind the writing, the so what, when we come from that other perspective, the topic kind of bubbles up and emerges on its own. And what's cool about the interesting ways that I support clients that's a little bit different than other people is I really connect to those things, particularly the writer first, and really support our writers in getting into their writing selves and their writing habits, just writing to write. Because the idea that we're supposed to know what we want to write exactly before we begin writing it that can be a place where we get stuck. (laughs) And how many people, you can raise your virtual hand, have been out there trying to outline their book or outline their, you know, big important message and try to nail down their focus for weeks, months, years, and it just hasn't come to fruition. And they haven't written a word besides just like some notes and stuff, lots of notes often. So play with the order of operations here. Sometimes the topic can come through very clearly. This is what I want to focus on. And that works great. Other times you really need to get connected to those other elements of the rhetorical situation first. And then the topic, the focus, the core focus really emerges after you start to do some writing. Yeah, it's really interesting. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about is kind of the context and the culture 
which is like the more global situation, which maybe generates the need for writing. So I'll use myself as example. The current working title of my book, it has shifted. You're welcome. Is writing is not that hard. And this is actually coming from kind of a cultural and contextually situated observations that I'm continually having about people feeling like they don't have anything to say. They don't feel like writers. They don't feel like they can express themselves. They don't think their voices are powerful. They worry about mistakes and errors versus the beautiful messages that they are here to share. And so there is so much currently that I see around people just hesitating around sharing their voice because they feel like writing is too hard. They're not writers. Writing is not for them. They've never been good at writing. And I'm just so sick of that story that I really want to change that perspective. And so the context, the situation that has generated the need for my writing for this book is this kind of cultural story that I'm seeing repeatedly, you know, either come to me for various reasons or just in conversations with people and I'm just over it, right? So the context with which you are writing, obviously, if, if you were writing this, you know, in a different time period, in a different location in, you know, the world, Um, if current events were different, if the cultural significance or implications were different, right? Obviously, each generation, each time period, each area of the world that we're living in, the events that are happening, they absolutely, whether you're conscious of it or not, are impacting your communication, your words, right? Think about just you as a human, you know, how you would have written something when you were 15 years old versus however old you are now, 25 years old, 35 years old, 55 years old, right? There's a shift there. The context has shifted. You have a different skill set, a different knowledge set, a different set of experiences. So the context and the cultural situation that is calling this writing forth or within which you are writing it is greatly going to influence your writing. This is why people have second editions, third editions, because new stuff comes up around their topics and purpose and their content. They have more or different things to say. In one, my first book that I ever published was a collaborative book, Thinking Out Loud on Paper. And we had a whole section in there around creating a digital daybook, right? Um, and we have had repeatedly, we have colleagues in, who teach at the college level who continue to use what we call the daybook book. That's <laughs> called Thinking Out Loud on Paper. And they're like, gosh, can you guys update this technology part? Because it is so ancient. We were talking about using a Word document and like hyperlinking multiple Word documents when now there are 15,000 other different ways to do that context, concept and idea. So the context within which we would change that writing would be very different right now than when we wrote it um, in that was published in 2008. So the situation, the context and cultural situation and within which you are writing and what is the impetus for that writing is very much going to influence it, right? So taking that into into consideration allows you to feel more confident and comfortable and develop your process for writing anything, again, no matter what it is. Yeah. Okay. So let me do a little bit of a recap here. When you are thinking of how to write anything, 
really taking into consideration once you understand the rhetorical situation, which to break that down again, is the writer, the audience, the purpose, the topic, and the context and culture. We really understand that no writing is the same and there's no one right way to write. And we really get to honor and tap into the uniqueness of who we are, how we are coming to the writing, who that unique set of audience is that we're creating or co-creating, the overall so what, the overall purpose and the focus, the topic in the big picture of the culture and context within which you are writing. I know that's a lot to take in, but it's actually this really magical little world that you could get to create, whether again, it's a social media post to an email to your book. (sighs) That's a lot of cool stuff. And for me, I hope it allows you to just take some weight off off your shoulders that you have to be anything other than yourself and consider these cool, interesting elements to support you in writing anything. As always, I'd love to hear what of this resonates, what questions you still have as you listen. This is a fun two-parter. Again, go back and listen to part one if you missed it. There's no right way to do it, but I do reference part one a lot in this episode. Thank you as always for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Written Compass. If you are enjoying this content, do me a favor and go and review the podcast. This allows me to share and get these messages out to the people who really need them, who we want to read their books in the future. You can also go and share your thoughts and tag me at Shana Hartman underscore on Instagram. Again, this is just a way for us to get connected and share the writing love. And if you know that you are ready to write your book, that message that's been burning inside of you for a long time, then I want to talk to you. My team and I want to talk to you. Head on over to shanahartman.com and click work with us. From there, you'll see an application to explore and see if writing your book is your next best step. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.